Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the podcast. I read it online somewhere. Your science questions answered. Hello and welcome to episode two of I read it online somewhere. Your first protocol for random science questions like, should I dump my partner now my star sign has changed? I'm Ross and I'm joined by my co-hosts Andrew and Amy. Hello. Uh, we start this week as every week with uh, our What We Read Online's uh, This Week segment. Um, so we're going to go to Amy first. Oh, I'm first again. Um, okay, so this is actually um, quite sciencey. I will say that, but I think that you'll be able to kind of dive deep, and Andrew it kind of ties in with one of your lockdown hobbies. Yay! <laughs> so we do. Well, yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> you don't even realise how much of a pun that you just made there, and it's going to be brilliant. Um, okay, so this is the headline. Baker uses urine from public toilets to make Goldilocks bread. God, no. I saw this. So it is really, it's sourdough. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a bit of background, apparently it's a, a bakery in France and they've been collecting specifically women's urine from public toilets um, to make Goldilocks bread. Um, so she is an eco-feminist, so that's probably why she's picking females. Um, and apparently the urine's used to fertilise the wheat. Fertilise the wheat. Yeah, so apparently she uses the, the urine to fertilise the wheat. I mean, is that a thing? What's in urine that the wheat, could fertilise wheat? already been fertilised? Yeah, that doesn't... <laughs> that, that's not good science. Yeah. Wheat, the, um, wheat is a seed that's come from a plant where... Uh, Fertilisation has already happened. The pollen's reached the, the ovule and it's been fertilised and turned into a seed. Um, so the, the wheat's already done that. So I'm confused how it's been fertilised again by pea. So yeah. why is she peeing on bread? So I can only... So I, I remember reading this and was, in all fairness, utterly disgusted. And I, I used to work a lot with excreta from from humans and um <laughs> like i mean it was disgusting at the time and it, not once did it ever cross my mind oh i can make bread with this <laughs> um i like i assume from the pictures it looks like a sourdough that she's making um i'm quite sure with you know the ammonia in it and the pea then yeah it would be a sourdough um 
Why is it called Goldilocks bread? That's really disturbing me. Well, you either like it or you, you don't. Well, is it just right? That's yeah. Marmite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Goldilocks bread is the. I don't know, you try the three different things. I just. Uh, maybe yeah, one's, it, one's too hot, one's too cold, one's just right. It's, and one's got pee in it. So that's how it's. <laughs> That's how it's done with planets. If you're in the Goldilocks zone, you're in a planet that's just the right temperature to support life. Oh. I don't know why is the bread just the right temperature to... To make this more disturbing, she actually her next plan is to break a taboo over excrement. So she's wow. going to have pooey bread. Wow. Maybe not bread, she might branch out a little bit. Brownies, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but can I ask? Can can urine fertilize anything? Because I thought fertilizer was actually no. excrement. Well, oh right, okay. Well, hold on. Wait. What so <laughs> different. So there's that's two different terms of the using of the word fertilizer or fertilize. Oh. So to fertilize could mean either to like make your plants grow better. So. Okay. Um, so put, that's where you put like put animal, in. yeah, baby bio and stuff, or you put pieces. or like cows. Uh, farmers put cow shuck all over the fields. That's yeah. your manure type of fertilizer uh, to fertilize the soil, add nutrients back, add mostly nitrogen. But in terms of yeah, like like Ross was saying there, in terms of it fertilizing <laughs> the seeds, and um, no, that's not. That's is she, is she meaning like in a mating thing? Like fertilising an egg. I'm confused what fertilising. Yeah, that's how I took fertilised to be. I thought it was like fertilising like she thinks the bread will go better. Like, or, well, or, I think that's maybe what she is trying to say is to be honest, I make my bread, I dip it in a bit of pee and then it just grows better. To be honest, she needs to rethink her life as she's going around public toilets after women and asking them yeah, to... So this is where this is why moon cups are around. She is the person that invented moon cups that women <laughs> are using for their periods and I don't know why. But... Public toilets and collect that. Why not ask people to collect and she's like, collect yeah, remember, it? Like remember when nightclubs were sterile rather than just going around in, and like dipping into well, a public remember, toilet? Remember when uh, nightclubs were a thing and you used to go in and there used to be like the person there with the like, you know, they'd have their little tray and they had all their aftershaves and stuff. And like, sort of just imagine that she's there with her little, I don't know, like cup, yeah, like a, like a cup just going. Be in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Just casually asking people as they come in. I mean, drunk places would be the place to do it. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Unless, unless she is. But then you have a bit of alcohol on your bread. That person of of. It's alcohol not good for she, bread. Is she just like they're standing underneath collecting it, or is she letting them pee and then going in and collecting after? Yeah, this really, this really asks more questions than, than I th- we could. I'm really tempted do. to find this woman and. Uh, oh well, okay. Well, here, well so here's the question: Would you eat it? Absolutely no way. I'm not Bear Grylls-ing it. I wouldn't even do it if it was my own urine. In fact, do you know who would love this is Bear Grylls. He would love this. Mm. But would you not do it like... I mean, like... So the bread's cooked. No. Which means... It's got rid of anything. It's got rid of any, like, tox... Well, not toxins. Oh, horrible word. It's got any of, like, the the bad bits. Essentially, though, but it's still going to smell like warm pee. That's not warm bread smell. That's warm pee smell. Yeah, actually, sorry. I've just absolutely U-turned on that. Sorry. And are we... To kind of summarise this, are we saying that that science is incorrect? Like, well, this the, the use no. of the word fertilise... It's the... Yeah, I would say maybe the, the, the typing is slightly different. Yeah, but that could be the journalist rather than... Yeah. But, having said that... I'm sure the woman has a great scientific application in her <laughs> but what, Like, I think the other question is, what exactly are the taboos? 
you know, around, is it, is it like, using poo. is it just using pee and poo, like, in food things? Because, like, I mean, there is a whole, like, oral fecal, like, root thing that, you know, you know, wash your hands after you go to the toilet. Like, this, this kind of feels as if this is going very much against all the, like, you know, coronavirus type <laughs> news that's coming out in the moment, like, wash your hands. Um, it just... Pee in your hands and then go and knead your bread. Yeah, there's something not quite right about it. Well, but the the poo stuff, if we go to that, there's is it not quite good um, to like get bacteria from? Yeah. Like, if, if one person can digest something really well and another person's struggling, you can actually do like a bacterial transplant of, of stuff of, inside of, their intestines. Of fecal matter, yeah, you can, um, and that is, um, that is a highly, a highly not controversial, highly um, sort of like. It really puts people off when people start talking about it. But I think it's um, I think it's a C diff, um, which is like a, a a gut microbe that some people don't have or have a, a a version that is destroying their gut, and therefore one of the options that they can have is to take a, a fecal pellet from someone that is healthy. So they can yeah. either take it. I I think I think podcast land. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you can take it either orally or rectally. And so that oh, it gets we'll just we'll just make it even. Air. We'll just make it worse for you. Just take it rectally. Yeah. So but, I mean, if they're just going to put it in the bread. Yeah. Here, can you not just have a yakult if your guts <laughs> if your guts are struggling? That's uh, that's my top. You tip. can, you can, yeah, yeah. You like healthy, healthy gut bacteria has been shown to be very effective. Well, there you go. Take and a yakult. Maybe, maybe that's where she's going with it. But um, it's still got the stomach to get through, which is going to kill pretty much kill everyone. quite a lot of bacteria. So. So if you're like a, does this work if you're like a celiac? So if you've got like a intolerance or something, could you take someone who's super tolerant of wheat and take um, and eat it? Mm. I don't think so because I think it's it's the gluten that they're allergic to. Okay. I think. Wow. Okay, yeah. that yeah. just went into a whole different direction that I just didn't <laughs> know. Um. So we're moving swiftly on. Okay. So my story this week is from National Geographic. And the story is, alligators make terrible pets. Basically, you're dealing with a dinosaur. And uh, this is because there's lots of alligators being left around America after people can't look after them when they get to a certain size. Um, yeah, I mean, I can confirm that I think alligators probably don't make great pets because they'll just try and eat you. You know what do make great pets? Crocs. <laughs> no <laughs> I'm sorry but n- no <laughs> TikTok has won me over with crocs oh. put them into sport mode oh yeah they're so good no no matter how old I am you'll not see me in a pair of crocs oh uh, sorry I thought you were talking about crocodiles no crocodiles also make terrible pets <laughs> <laughs> crocodiles I was confused like, alligators no crocodiles yes well, so this is, their only difference is something with their teeth so yeah like one's got no one's got an overbite and needs some braces and the other is alright yeah so that makes one of them fit so both so of those are bad you is, is this because there's been like a release of alligators in a, yeah, yeah I think, in dare I say America it is uh, Kansas was mentioned oh wow so okay, that's not where I have you know like if you did Florida. Yeah, that kind of that's, that's what I was expecting. Yeah, Kansas. Huh. Um. <gasps> Maybe instead of doing my duck egg incubators, I'm gonna do alligator eggs, and then I can 
tell you if they make a good pet if I'm doing like a two-in-one. I was going to say, where are you getting alligator eggs? But Waitrose probably still have Waitrose, <laughs> Waitrose definitely will sell alligator eggs. Can you get them on Amazon Prime? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's uh, a bit interesting there. That Yeah, so we, are we in agreement that alligators are bad pets? Yeah, I, I would. Well, Is there disputing the science in any way there? I mean, if you take out the fact that they're naturally quite aggressive and then just think about the upkeep. They spend right? most of the day doing nothing, so they're not... Yeah, but they need, they need like a big lake to have a swim in. And they'd eat all the ducks. They would eat all my ducks that I'm hatching from mm-hmm. waitress eggs. I mean, that's that would be an absolute nightmare. I don't... I think as well that like it's not you know like a cat or a dog where you could train it. I think I think they'd be pretty. So so where does it stop? Because people have turtles. Where's the stop between turtle and alligator? Size. <laughs> the, 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 Although, well, the yeah, but no one, no one, nobody has like a snapping turtle as a pet. I don't. I don't. Well, okay, right. Have you seen Tiger King? Uh, okay. <laughs> Americans have everything as a pet. Fair enough. People have lions as a pet. They're going to have alligators. Poor Americans. They're getting a hard time. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I don't. I don't really. Well, well, you said size. So, what size of alligator would you have as a pet? Like a baby one. Would you not? Well, yeah. What? Like how big? Though? Just like, like two feet. One like the size of a cat or the size of a dog. A, 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 like a, maybe a wee bit. Or like a rat. Or but just go like tiny, tiny again, ones keeping like, a tank. I hate to be the one who brings up another film disaster movie that we all should really learn from. <laughs> but like Jurassic Park quite clearly told us what to not do with the dangerous pets with the, when they were small. Like they looked, they looked well, super cute when he pulled out that egg and was like, oh, I like yeah, to If they hadn't genetically spliced them with frogs, then they, they wouldn't be able to breed. True, you're right, but now we're dealing with things that haven't really genetically changed very much in 36 million years. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to have to say no to the alligators. They, like, we're we're going to have to agree with our, this article and say they don't make good pets. Okay. This isn't a, you're not secretly trying to get an alligator. This isn't like, well, if Amy got ducks, I want an alligator <laughs> sort of situation. If, if there would be any good uh, animal to have as a, a mascot for the podcast, I think an alligator would be a good one. But if, if you're I'm not getting an alligator. They don't have a path until big enough. Okay, well, if we're going to be booting forward uh, mascots for the podcast, <laughs> I am totally and utterly ready for my article. Okay, okay, right, okay. so uh, my article is actually uh, from uh, NASA. So mine is the NASA one. And it is about the, um, about the new rover that just went up. So I don't know if anybody heard the about Mars it. The Mars one. Yeah, the Mars one. So... Uh-huh. Uh, Perseverance, so it's off to Mars and it's off to uh, um, an, an apparent lake bed. Um, and this time, um, well, there's a couple of interesting facts. One, it's going to take a piece of Mars back. Very high in calories. Right, so <laughs> not a Mars bar, but okay. a rock. Probably equally just as bad in, in mass. <laughs> um, so that's what an extra like, ton of fuel that it'll probably need. But um, it's going to take a piece of uh, Mars back that fell to Earth a long time ago, uh, in a meteorite, and it's going to take it back. But, do you know what its main mission is to do? Who, the wee rover robot? The wee rover robot, yeah. Um, no. I can't even guess. I say is main it's mission, a, it's maybe one of its missions. Search for life, is it looking it at stuff? It is, indeed. It's so it's to search for life. So, my question to you, in terms of, of, terms of what's going to come out here, is what type of life, if any, do you think they're will be on Mars, has been on Mars, could be on Mars. 
Oh, and just for like full effect, how is Mars bigger or smaller than Earth? Smaller. Smaller. Just. Yeah. Just, okay, so it's not like. Yeah. It's not like a wee Pluto cheeky one. It's not like a wee Pluto, but it's. Okay. Oh, and it's the red one. Yeah. Um, is there, we don't know if there's water. There, there's there, ice. Is, there is water. Yeah. So there probably was life at some point. Well, that, that's the question. What do you think? Ooh, it's like David, David Bowie, who's going to answer this as well. Is there life on Mars? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think one of the important things is, and um, does Mars have a molten core, which means it'll be hotter, which means mm. it's more likely to support or create life through like hydrothermal vent type stuff. I should probably point out that I've been like super sneaky in the way I've asked the question is that I have just left it as life and I haven't been more specific so a lot of times out there when people talk about like finding life on other planets we're not going to be finding like like uh, a Martian giraffe or Mar- or an alligator because they're, they're accepted as pets one of those Mars. space ones yeah I've seen that Doctor Who episode we're not going to find the lizard people are you thinking like a plant or a mushroom no not even that no, no it's, not, it's not even going to be any of that so it's literally going to be bacteria or my champion for the podcast tardigrades Oh, okay. right? I don't even know what that tardigrades is tardigrades are the coolest little thing you'll need to search it up on your phone so tardigrades <laughs> right or water bears are like oh. these super tiny, cool microbes, uh, or, or microorganisms. Are they like sea headphones. monkeys? Uh, they're a lot smaller than sea monkeys, but no. Are they in Ant-Man and the Wasp when they go they to the quantum? They are in Ant-Man and the Wasp, so if you haven't seen it, guys, it's that bit where... Spoiler. Um, I think uh, the Professor Pym, Dr. Pym, Michael Douglas, uh, travels down to try and find um, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. And like they're they're travelling down and like the tardigrades almost try and eat him. Um, so they're absolutely tiny, but we found like so they, they've come up quite a lot in lots of different things. Um because they they're like I'm using this term in the loosest way, but they're like almost indestructible. But look at them, look how cute they are. Right? Yeah. Guys, again, if you haven't done this, this is just like Grey Will's penis last week. Go and like find a picture of a tardigrade. I promise it's not as disgusting. <laughs> it's not as questionable on your search history, but um, it is an absolute fantastic sort of little so, thing. So they to, can to see. so what sort of stuff can they, they can survive? Very cold temperatures. Uh, cold temperatures, uh, little to no atmosphere, radiation, um, and I think if while I am I'm so we kind of mentioned this in the trailer that I'm like a microbe type person. Um, he just doesn't the, watch. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch. I love a micro. Um, but the um, the fact is that these these tiny little creatures are like potentially what it is we're looking for when we say we're looking for life. Now, I think one other thing is we're unlikely, he says, although it would be kind of cool, I think we're unlikely to find viable ones, so ones that are currently living, but there is a chance that we will find uh, fossilised uh, microbes and then we, we know that fossilized microbes exist we've seen them here on earth um, so thing or, or fossilized organisms that wouldn't normally take place so you're not expecting to like find a thigh bone or something you'd maybe just find like you know the outside of a, a jellyfish so jellyfish leave imprints yes you just um, see like the imprint rather, the than, imprint the rather than the actual thing a bit like ammonite fossils most people just find the imprint rather than the fossil itself um, and that's kind of what we're looking for. But I think it's quite exciting. 
and really what we need to give 2020 a boost because it's, you know not much else bear. has happened they are actually quite cute um, and it's kind of looks like how everyone is going to come out of lockdown who's just been sitting and eating and not really done any exercise. <laughs> like a tiny that's, little, like, like something you'd, you'd, you'd want to hug like. it, right? Like it's very, although I will admit that it's on its sort of little, we'll call them hands, right? It has got like weird, like really long talony finger things. Oh. A bit like those like head scratcher things you can get. So maybe not the comfiest <laughs> or cuddliest, yeah. but you know, you might get a head massager how I mean how small are we talking could you do you have to look at a microscope to see it yeah yeah you can't see them see I'm thinking it's like the size of a cat or like no no something. no, no. That's they're what they... really tiny oh. a lot of the pictures that we see are um, I think they're electron microscope oh. uh, pictures so, so it is we're talking really tiny here so oh. Amy you asked about the hydrothermal vents and things like that <laughs> did, did I <laughs> well you just went what so I don't know Andrew do you want to talk about like life on Earth, and uh, so that's the only example of life that we know so far. Yeah, so so at thermal events, which are like those smoking chimneys that you see at the bottom of the sea, volcanoes at the bottom right? of the sea. So inside of our Earth, when the volcano or the magma stuff's there, and it comes out, and it it basically sort of escapes. Uh, at those thermal events, we have these like cool microbes called extremophiles. And extremophiles is like the sounds like extreme pedophiles, cool, right? Like, that's yeah. all, I mean, that's not cool. That's all I can think about. <laughs> but like extremophiles are like they they live so um for the I'm gonna they just love bungee jumping. Yeah, so like if you're a if you're a file now, I can't remember if it is uh like if it's Greek or Latin. I'm I'm really sorry. Please feel free to correct me, podcast land. <laughs> but um like the the um the end part when the word file is used, it means like loving. So. In this case, it's extreme conditions that these bacteria love. So, they're, and they're really useful. So, most bacteria or organisms that we find down there are extremophiles, and they live in conditions that we couldn't normally live in. But we're more likely to find that type of bacteria somewhere else. In on the planet, this, so on, on the moons of Jupiter and Saturn. Or Potentially, yeah. Possibly on Mars. Yeah. Okay, that was actually quite interesting, because I didn't have a clue about... Water bears, and now I want them like a, like sea monkeys. <laughs> can you get them here? Yeah, 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 you can get them. Okay. Pets, pets at home? Um, <laughs> probably. Probably. Probably, let's be honest, probably. In pets at no, home. No, that insect section <laughs> that you feed to your lizards. Yeah. <laughs> They're just crawling about the floor and the walls. Um, cool, no, that was fun. Um, so we, every week we're always asking people questions uh well they're asking us questions actually so each week we're asking people to give us questions that we can then discuss or that i can ask um, andrew and ross i just kind of pick the ones that i don't know the answer to or find the most interesting um so the first question we've got and we used it in the title <laughs> actually but i just thought it was uh, like hilarious was nasa have changed my star sign should i dump my boyfriend and i love this because it makes me feel like an agony aunt <laughs> do you know what dump him <laughs> I agree dump him because if you're using star signs to decide your love life you should dump him so did, did your guy's star sign change mine did what did you go to and from well that's a lot of information to give away but I'm, I'm now, now a Gemini <laughs> oh okay uh, and Andrew uh, wait hold on so yeah so I, uh, I I don't mind because it could go both ways because I was a Libra 
but now I'm a Virgo. Oh, okay, so you're part of the Virgo crew, because yeah. I'm a Virgo, and I was on the cusp before. Oh, yeah. I was bit, like, like, Ms. Magazine wouldn't let me in, but, like, Hello Magazine would. It was that oh, kind okay. of, like, awkward horoscope mm-hmm. stage, and now I'm, like, hardcore Virgo. Oh, um, cool. Don't know what it means, but, yeah. Yeah, well, so, to, like, I think... So, Ross, why, why have NASA decided that there's a new star sign? Well, they haven't. They just want people to do it correctly. So, the star signs have always been wrong. Um, what? So that I think I'm not an astrologist, so I can't tell you exactly. But I think it's to do with this the constellation that's above you when you're born, um, and the existing one or the the previous ones uh, were actually all out of sync. So if, if you were born in November, uh, the star sign, the constellation that was above you, wouldn't actually be the one that the horoscopes say is above you. Um, so what NASA have tried to do is to get everyone to yeah, update it so that it's the actual constellation that was above you when you were born is the correct one. And Ross, that is such a Gemini thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you've, uh, you've kind of proved your star sign right there. Yeah, it's very, very into, Gemini. Into the water. I don't, I, I don't the know Gemini's a twins, twins, twins one. one. Yeah. What, what does I that don't, make don't know what I mean, I just know that it's, that it's twins. Um, it just means that there's double of you or something. Who knows? Um, okay, so the next question is... So this is um, a question I'm assuming... I'm just going to make an assumption. It, it's why do you get cramp? And I'm going to go for muscular cramp rather than menstrual. Okay. You, can, you guys can <laughs> do both if you want. But if you dare say anything about it being not sore or women you, need to man up, you're in a lot of trouble. I just need a bit more salt in the system. <laughs> I would, um, yeah, so I think we can safely say that um, both cramps are similar um, in terms of the biological process that's going on. However, yeah, they are, they are obviously significantly different. Um, I could throw out there that for menstrual cramps it's more likely the um, uterine muscles that are contracting um, during the menstrual process. Um, if you're not too sure how that works, uh, please come and see me. I teach it in advanced higher biology. Yeah, sorry, in higher human biology, so feel free to ask more questions. <laughs> um, but for regular cramps, um, there's kind of conflicting information as to, as to what causes cramps. Um, it can be lack of salt, lack of... Um, Isotonic um, like solutions. So basically, your um, the saltiness and the sugariness in your cells is unbalanced, and therefore that can lead to it. Um, but generally, most cramps that come happen because uh, your muscles are contracting too quickly, um, and it's like a short contraction, and it's sort of normally happens when you don't want it to happen. So, um, like at night time, so generally most people suffer from in, like in the middle of the night or um, sort of when they're in bed or they've just stretched wrong. I sometimes get it in my jaw and it is the weirdest feeling. You sort of feel it rippling across. Um, but there are, so like it's very treatable, it's very common. I think the older you are, the more likely it is to happen. Um, most people take, uh, you can get quinine tablets uh, from doctors, they normally provide that um, however, wait a minute that's in that is in tonic that is in tonic so, so gin and tonic I should just drink gin and tonic just drink gin and tonic 
You know, that's mm. it's a perfect solution for that. Do you know how I only know that? It's because I've been on so many gin distillery <laughs> tours. I could make out that I actually learned that at school but it's, or but it, that, that's listened what it is. to Ross. Yeah. So the, the, the quinine that is in it um, comes from... Uh, um, I think it's the cinnamon tree. I can't actually remember. It is a mm. tree, though, um, where quinine comes from. And what they do is... Um, well, at the time when gin and tonic was becoming popular, um, you know, way back in the time, uh, was because, apart from reducing cramps, it also kind of helps prevent you get um, malaria. So when bitten, oh, it sort of semi-prevents malaria. Um, so that's kind of like a, another side of it. Um, it won't have any infects. So you might also have heard recently uh, quinine being used with... Um, hydroxychloro uh, in the front of it I, I think there's been a number of studies that have found that that is very ineffective against coronavirus was that what Trump was taking? yeah that's, that's it says from with same, gin same mixing it mixing it with yeah. Dettol <laughs> so, bit of a uh, Dettol and yeah, tonic it's not it's, it, there, there's been a number of studies and like we spoke about uh, in our last episode about um, like study numbers there's not been enough studies to demonstrate that it has an effective yeah. effect in in fact, I think it's not even been proven to be. But will I just be on the safe side and just keep drinking gin I, and tonics? Do you know what? I would just say just just keep drinking gin and tonics. Just just yeah. like you need to make sure you have a good quality gin, and the way to do that is quinine actually fluoresces, uh, so you need a black light, and then you can work out if you're because some of the diet tonics I think uh, don't have the quinine in them, mm-hmm. um, and that means it doesn't fluoresce, so therefore you're you're drinking your gin and tonic and not getting the the health benefits of it. Yeah. So you need to make sure you're, you're getting the so good cleaning. So there. if I eventually go to a bar, I'm going to order my drink, get him to turn off the lights, whip up my black light, and then I can... Maybe, maybe, maybe that isn't maybe the best thing to do at a bar, <laughs> but maybe in your own home, it might be okay. Imagine I turn up with a mask on, <laughs> and I'm just like, got some weird device in my hand, and I'm like, you need to turn off the lights and get me a gin and tonic now. You would just need to hold it like under your cloak, and then shine your black yeah. light into your cloak. I mean, probably by that point, you may have already been removed from the bar, but, you know, with your ducks following behind you with an alligator on a leash, I think we might be in a bit of a problem. But, uh, yeah, there you are. Nice, okay, that was uh, that was interesting. So the moral of the getting cramp is just to keep drinking gin and tonic. Um, so we've got one more question uh, if we've got time um, and I love this because it's actually like a hypothetical question but if all animals were horse sized which would be the best one to ride? Ooh. And I don't know if it means ride like the comfiest, the funnest or the quickest. Well, I think you can interpret that in whichever way you... Okay Ross, so what are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking something like a gerbil. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just can't even picture a horse. Tell. <laughs> well, gerbils are they're fast. They can move around quite quickly. They can climb. They can't. They can't fly. So that's one thing they don't have. Um, so I'd imagine you'd be able to get around quite well on an, on the back of a gerbil. So if you had a meeting on the tenth story of a building, you could just jump on your gerbil, climb up the building, <laughs> open the window, jump out. There you are, you're good to go. I am sorry, is the lift broken? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, but you how have, am I going to get to the 10th floor? But you have a horse-sized gerbil. <laughs> Why would you not be using it? You also have a built-in seatbelt with their tail. 
You could just wrap the. I'd imagine they use that for balance, but I'll no, take they, it away from them. They don't need it. They can. They've got big ears. Um, I was going to use some sort of saddle you. contraption, but if, yeah, if you. No, if you've, well, you've got the. Wait, okay. Do you know what? You've got the option there. Okay. Comes with it. It's like a freebie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, Andrew. Andrew? Uh, well, right. Okay, so I was like, at first, I was like, oh, a cat, right? Because that, like, they can climb trees. You know, they're very nimble. And then I'm like. Yeah, a horse-sized cat is basically just like a lion. Yeah. <laughs> or it's just like a horse. Yeah, like I like it's really hard. But then I thought, oh, actually, yeah, that whole point of like being useful, it, it would be like a semiologous monkey. Oh. Right, oh. because they've got the tail, and obviously you know they can climb. And you know, for my meeting on the tenth floor, <laughs> when the lift is broken and the stairs are just closed, <coughs> and I need to make my way up. A monkey would be perfect, maybe. They sort of. are, yeah. But have you seen them at the zoo? Like their personalities, they get so they're like. Well, yeah, but are, like we, but are toddlers. we? Toddlers. But are we? Imagine are an we, eight foot high monkey. Are we? <laughs> imagine an eight <laughs> foot high gerbil. <laughs> yeah, but they they'll still be like cute. But this is gonna be like a like a King Kong basically. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is literally like but you're assuming you're well, just going to jump on the back like, of it I, I, no do you know what I stand by my statement right <laughs> and do you know what oh, I need to get to the 10th floor do you know what my meeting is smacking planes out of the sky <laughs> <laughs> well then you're fine for yeah that. I'm, I'm alright with this right, anyway, right anyway, what's yours oh, to be honest I don't oh, I can't really think of one but I think I would want one that could do like land and sea a bit of surf and turf so but then every animal is quite scary, like a snake, like an anaconda or something. Quite, I wouldn't want to meet a horse-sized one. Mm. Um, is that like thickness? Girth? I don't know. <laughs> it would have to be girth because the like anacondas are really long. Um, we've talked about alligators a lot. It would be quite cool if it was like on my side. I'd like one that or a narwhal. Oh, okay. Well, actually, that would be quite good. Or a seal, because they're really fun. I mean, I feel like, I, I don't know who asked this question, maybe we can find out, but maybe we should just ask, <laughs> are you really just wanting to know what type of Pokemon we want? Because <laughs> 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 we've all seen Pokemon, and we're like, yeah, you can like a, ride a, a, a Larpus, or, you know, like a Hydra or something like so that. So I've picked a Rattata. <laughs> you picked a Rattata, I've picked a, um, the monkey one, I can't remember what the monkey one's called. Monkey. Monkey. Oh. Primate. Oh yeah. Oh. What are you going with a seal? I've, the seal is quite cute. Mag- I'm not magic really. It I think no. I think a lapras will go. Quite oh, into that. Nice. Because I feel like you can go. Um, you can do a bit of surfing on him, literally, and then you can. <laughs> What's that? TM. TM four. <laughs> and uh, then three, isn't it? I can't remember. And then you. No, it's an HM. Well, you're correct. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Ooh. We almost have to do a retraction there. Imagine. <laughs> Ash, Ash would be onto us. Um, on yeah. 10, so, so we've just changed this question to what Pokemon do you want as a pet? Yeah. <laughs> so guys, um, as usual, if you've got anything that you want us to uh, feature, so if you've got a question or if you've got um, any statements you want to give us or maybe give us a bit more information or tell us we were wrong, um, please feel free to contact us um, on email at iredditos at gmail.com and you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at iredditos. Thank you very much. Cheers, Cheers guys. guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye.
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.